Well, F that for a terrible weekend for Loudside. I reflect, lament and both Leinster exits. Provide a state of play in the under-21, under-20 competition and fired some Lennon Cup thoughts as well. But first, Oasis. Sing it loud and sing it proud today. Uh, you, you can probably tell from my voice and my tone that just... Uh, the weekend has taken its toll, to be honest. That was just an absolute kick in the stones today. The the Martins getting beaten. Um, I think, uh, I think we'd all thought we were going to Crow Park for for a couple of days before Christmas. That would have been seven day a week before Christmas. We would have been all in Crow Park. And we thought that would have been brilliant. What a great end of the year, boost the profile of the county and bring everything on a bit more. But it just wasn't to be. Um, I'll talk about that game with Shell Milliers, uh, Shell Milliers soon. I still can't say the name. I probably should now. Um, and then <coughs> we have the Glen Emmets as well. I'll get, I'll get into the Glen Emmets first because that was just a, that was a tough. That was, it was a lovely trip down, great trip down to Gracefield. Um, I've been there before. It was a, it was just, the people are lovely. Set up was great. Um, covering the stand, no real rain. Tully Allen looked to. Look to give a good account of themselves, and they just came up against a very, very, very good, um, awfully club side, Clumbalog. They're good. I'd say they'll win it out. Um, the way the things have fallen, the way the other teams are left in that junior Leinster Junior Championship, I'd say they'll win it out. Um, they're, they're quite good. They, um, they had three, they, they three classy players. Um, the two boys up front, Keith O'Neill and uh, Jamie King. Those two. Uh, David Dempsey as well David Dempsey Mark Keenan O'Neill but those three players played in last year's delayed minor final so they should have been the 2019 minor final but they played it in 2020 um, sorry they should have, the 2020 minor final was played in 2021 so these lads are 18 that's how they're allowed to play this year head and shoulders above the, above the rest on the field they were absolutely terrific footballers really really good Um Especially Keith O'Neill was just the best player in the field, just outstanding young forward, really lovely player. He was a part actually of the under twenty winning All Ireland team for Offaly. So that's the sort of talent they had in their locker. Did a couple of other good players as well. Ian Corey at centre half is impressive. Um, but to be fair to Dan Emmis, they tried bloody hard. They they they, they threw everything at it. The pure honesty. You know, Keith Boyle at one stage just throws his head in the ground to win a free just to get them up the field and get a bit of rest by just serious bravery and nothing I suppose else you'd expect from Keith uh, he had a great season as well but it just wasn't to be their day and the way the way the way the things worked out with Conor Grimes not being available he's under pressure with um, an injury he's trying to look after trying to get right um, he wasn't available and they missed his presence on the edge of the square um, Keelan O'Neill played inside with um, Owen Maguire Keelan gets the first point of the game lovely tight spin um, from the throw in but then just the boys just the pressure Conor Kelly was clipping short kick outs they were allowing them to get the ball short and once they got the ball there was a swell a pressure and Ging was the main man out in the first half he got four first half points and then Keith O'Neill was the main man in the second half although he did get two points after the first half water break um, and yeah King just was winning free he hit a wonderful free right in front of myself and Colin Corrigan we were doing commentary yesterday on LMFM um, online and he just hit a, f- a left footed shot on the left hand side just fired over O'Brien they nearly got a goal King again 
drives along the end and hits the butt of the post but they still come away with something O'Brien gets the rebound and kicks it over the bar that put them 4-1 ahead Grufferty gets a good score trademark Grufferty point Ronald Grufferty point whips it over on the left foot Keith O'Neill then gets two points of free and then um, a late score again from Ging his last score of the half last score of the game to make it 7-2 at half time uh, Ronald Grufferty missed a free just before half time to maybe just narrow the gap and give them a little bit of hope for Tully Allen just wasn't happening A2 that went down the start of the second half <coughs> and then Andrew Mooney they worked a wonderful move uh, Keane O'Neill intercepts the ball well, he won the kick out I suppose you'd say on the 50 yard line clips the ball across to uh, Sean Bourne Sean Bourne gives it off to the driving Danny Grimes who comes through from the back he came on haven't missed out since the, the junior final with a hamstring injury slips it to Mooney and Mooney just rocket of a shot to the top right corner 8 points to 1-2 he thought right down to 3 point game they're really up for now they're, you see the surge in confidence in the side Mooney from that or something happened <coughs> from that goal chance he gets, a, he gets a nosebleed or a cut blood bit of confusion around it and it just stops there stops the momentum Tully Allen's momentum gives the other team a chance just to settle down override the goal and they do that midfielder comes up kicks a great point in response a couple of minutes later O'Neill gets another point then James Butler he, he, he was the only man to score down from Tully Allen he hit the four or two points for them um, to make a one sorry to make it yeah 11 points to one four just after the water break and then Keith O'Neill just an absolute savage goal Tully Allen are going for broke to push Davy Bracken up the field from the sweeper roll they're pushing, they're pushing, they're pushing. The ball breaks to Keith O'Neill in the middle of the field, unmarked, gets the kick out, drives down, puts the after ball on, drives down the middle of the, the Tully Allen defence. There's a lot to do. And then after a tired long run, still has the composure to drill it low to the bottom left corner, uh, right corner as you're looking at it. Oh, savage goal and they just they kept on a couple of points there from their subs and Tully Allen 14 they went down they ended up with 12 men Mooney picked up another yellow card Keith Boylan and Evan English as well so just a just disappointing day one thirteen to one four loss 9 point loss on the day um, but like I said they're really really top outfit probably one of those lads that are doing ordinary for the leaving cert when they should be doing honours you know they're, they're taking the handy route and they've been pushing we, we chatted with uh, Mary Dunn during the week in their preview podcast that they've been knocking on the door in Offaly for a long time and Offaly teams have a good record across all um, Leinster competitions possibly because of the, the fact that they've only 8 teams in each grade you know so that's the 17 team in uh, Offaly 16 teams uh, you know and that's like you know, it's twenty fifteen right down twenty fourteen, I suppose you could say, Glen Emmett's are. And that's just probably just the difference in the in, in the two teams. Um that in that standard, along with those sprinkling of those really high caliber young players that they had. Um, so remember the name Jamie King and Keith O'Neill, uh, especially Keith O'Neill, really li- uh, live wire. Um but yeah, it just wasn't to be. Wasn't to be for Glen Emmett's and look at they still had a good season. They betted some other young players to come through, like Tyg Downey came off the bench, uh, Blakeman Fowler, Cotton Maguire strong, Luke McCarthy back in the swing of things. So there's a couple of couple of young players there that'll hopefully swell or quell that yo-yo mentality or that, that they drop and go back down. So hopefully they'll stay and boost the thing on in the intermediate level and grow 
and then hang on in there and stay intermediate now for the next couple of years. Right, we'll talk about the jocks, will we? Where, oh, where do you start? It was just a killer, absolute killer. It um, it looked like they're going to Crow Park when Conor Whelan gets the goal. Um, looks like it goes to Crow Park when they're five points ahead at half-time. Oh, sorry, before half-time. Looks like they're going to Crow Park when it's one three apiece at half time. They probably felt, oh look, they got their their rough patch out of the way. They'll come back now, second half, and win it. They got their port. The, you thought they were going to Crow Park when Sam was grinding them down with four frees in a row to make it a one point game. You thought you they were going to Crow Park when Valetti is a couple of goal mate scrambles at the end. He had three chances at it. Um, to snatch a late, late, late last gas winner, but it just wasn't to be. The Wexford by Shelmaliers won two six to one seven. Um, just a, a funny game. We always worried about the Martins when 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 they got tested, how would they respond and how would they react? They went one three ahead, like I said, just massive turnover. Sam gets the free at the start. Um, Nolan kicks a great point for them. He's a good player, own Nolan. JP gets a lovely point after. Wheelow gets a good goal. Um, Brian Malone's the much vaulted um, Wexford player. Most cap player, 176 caps, probably still going to play next year. Four works for the yellow bellies, and he was torn over by Sam Murray along the end, along the sideline, front of the the dugout, the nearest dugout there in Hagerstown. Ball was fired across the wheel. He had a lot to do, but got got it got it um, in his sights, put it on his right foot, and slipped it on the goalkeeper Craig McCabe. But um, uh, they didn't stop there, Rooney, like I said, and then Sam put them one three to a point ahead. But uh, like. It was Jesus. It was crash ball in the middle of the field, um, the middle eight just lads crashing in each other, cancelling each other out, um, turnovers to turnovers. Their goalkeeper was quite good, Craig McCabe. He was a former uh, Wexford youth or Wexford FC player. He was confident in possession. His kickouts were good. He was getting them away lively. He was accurate, and he was like he was well. There's no bother on him being that sweeper keeper, if you know what I mean. So he's an extra body at the back. Um, and you probably felt that the Martins got that goal and they, they were going to pull ahead but they didn't they weren't playing necessarily that well it wasn't just happening for them up front um, Sam missed a free that wasn't like him as well and you just felt right so it's just not happening here today then Glenn Malone Brian's brother um, was it was an injury doubt to start I didn't think he was going to start chatting to Liam Spratt and that in, in the Wexford uh, commentary box Um he whips over a point uh, wide on the left, cuts inside on his right foot in the 28 minutes, 20 minutes after the first score. So that's how much of a dominant grip on the game the Martins had, but they just weren't punishing and weren't pushing on. And then Old Nolan, just Simon Donahue, he did a great job. He was marking Sam Murray and he he drives forward and uh, finds Old Nolan at the back post for the simplest of tap, tap in palms in, as you think you call it. To make it one two to uh, one three, and you thought, right, Jesus, they're right up for this. And in the middle of that, there's big confusion. But um, Craig Lynch gets black carded for something to happen. Uh, he took someone out in the in, in the in lead up to that goal, or oh, when the ball was going across the play. Uh, so he goes off. Joe Gordon comes in. Valeri has to get substituted to leave uh, Joe Gordon in. So that's two substitutes you're going to use straight away. Then. Uh, Glenn Malone gets another mark and they level the game one three apiece at half time huge psychological blow for the Martins and a big psyche boost for Chameleers like they were completely out of the game completely gone they weren't at it at all they couldn't get forward typical 
um, kind of the way teams would, would kind of struggle against the Martins but they just dug in there and won three apiece and they're going into the second half with um, a spare man but they, they ju- with that they, they just went for it they pushed right up Brian Malone went right up they went full full press on uh, Joe Cor- Gordon's kickouts, and three minutes into the half Ross Banville good like there's, like they have a couple like Simon Dunn who's an inter-county hauler Connor Hearn's an inter-county hauler um, and they're at a top top level those Wexford hauler boys in terms of skill hand-eye coordination and uh, what would you say conditioning conditioning level Ross Banville's very good underage hauler for Wexford um, I think his father they were saying is the principal of St Peter's down there so good football in school as well but Jody Donahue he was the hero in, this, in their senior final with a late goal he has the vision to whip this ball across the, the, the roadside end of Hagerstown to find Ross Manville unmarked at the back post does well to bury a low shot by Gordon and put the game put the real flux into the tailspin 2-3 um, to 1-3 uh, and just it was just a sword it was one of those where it's not that the Martins were complacent they weren't complacent but it was like there was an expectancy or maybe they thought to Crow Park I mentioned that last week that you t- it does weigh on you Crow Park and it takes away from the process when you're not when you're in the game if you're thinking about Crow Park it gets too far ahead of you and yet once you're in it you can't get out of it in that game and look to me the, the Martins just couldn't get out of it the boys were playing they were, uh, the Martins were rattled and the boys, the underdogs were just playing like fuck. They were just going at it. Everything was going the way. They were throwing everything in. Aaron Murphy gets a point, nearly, nearly a goal. <coughs> he was a good player. Glenn Malone then gets another point. Very well worked. Just when uh, Craig Lynch comes back on into the field, and then so another swing. Their goalkeeper gets a black card. Jesus, yeah, it was all about that today. Um, he fouled uh, Samurai, pulls him down. Sam nailed the free. It's a booming free. They're pressing right up now. Sam free again, he was fouled. So that, that puts a two-point game. Gets a free after Connor Healy was fouled. Or maybe, no, Sean Healy, sorry, he took a shot. And that was a one-point game. You thought, right, they're going to turn the screw here. It's going to be a leveller. Maybe extra time. Maybe um, they'll dig it out. You probably thought they would, the way they were working the ball, the way they were in possession, they were strong. But Graham Staples, number four on his back, playing centre-half, drove up the field and it was on the back of a misplaced kick out from Craig Lynch um, which for, he had to make a really big save on Owen Nolan the ball came back out to Staples who followed his run and uh, he got two points that was crucial you know because the, even though the, despite the 2-5 tally would have won it for them that late point was crucial because it meant that in their heads it, w- it was two points it was a goal that they needed if it was one point game they'd, they'd chip at it and go for the points but then you're going for goal and the missed chances Sam missed one JP missed one and then uh, like I mentioned there at the start Val Leddy oh sorry Staples gets a second yellow card he goes off so they're down to 14 men they're really hanging on the Wexford boys and uh, Val Leddy they work a great opportunity I think it's Jack Murphy goes in a great run along the end line squares the ball across to, ja- to Val Leddy who's three shots at it three chomps at it Thinks possibly a foot block one of the defenders. McCabe's back on now, gets a block on one of them, and uh, it was just wasn't to be. That was the last, the, literally the last kick of the game, and the Wexford boys hung on to win. Just a killer, killer for every concerned. You just thought that was it. That was going to be the way it was going to go, but it just didn't happen. 
Um, and credit to the Wexford boys, uh, John Savage said it on the way out. He always is a good point from the the Argus. He says like they're big hurling team, big hurling unit, very well conditioned. No bother to them in the soft ground, and it showed big, big team, big unit, very athletic. Very athletic team, you know. And they kept it full of running. Obviously, they had that extra energy in the legs with the goals and sensing the upset themselves. They went for it. And, yeah, credit to them. Like, look, at they're going and playing Nace, whether the Martins would have beaten Nace or not, it was more about the missing out and the opportunity of playing in Crow Park, bringing the people from Monster Boyston, your Val McKenney, um, Harristown, all up there. And maybe a couple of loud people a lot of loud people get behind them and go up there as well just wasn't to be maybe Silver Lion Liz Samuel Roy and all those Martins boys get in in with loud now ahead of the Bourne Cup with Mickey Hart and Gavin Devlin um, maybe there'll be a couple brought in will Wheelow be brought in will Conor Morgan will uh, Sean Healy be looked at maybe a couple more that I just can't think of off the top of my head um, along with the likes of Callow Craig Lynch um, John Clutterbuck and Samuel Roy so, oh look, I'm trying to throw a silver line and it's just an absolute killer of a result. But um, yeah, that's it. The jocks are rocked and the emmets are emptied. Right, so we'll move on and I just want to talk, I just want to tidy up the uh, the state of play in the under-20 competition. Still trucking along, really good competition and next weekend is the final weekend, uh, final round. There's going to be uh, the quarterfinals in the new year. Quarterfinals in the new year, semi-finals in the new year. There's a couple of uh, outstanding games we played on the 19th. I was trying to get the quarterfinals in that date, but it wasn't to be. So Group One, it's a st- uh, in terms of top place, it's it's badly needed. Sorry, there is a shield competition as well that we played in the new year as well. Um, the Joes and Matting and Hunterstown are going to fight out for the top place. Top place is crucial because you are seeded going into that quarterfinal draw, and obviously there's big teams there you'd want to avoid, like the, in terms of RD. Um, Kilcarely as well and Cooley and the Feckens have a shoot off as well in, in Division 2 um, Feckens are shown they're, they're quite powerful you know they'll, uh, that'll be a good game next week again against Cooley but Cooley look good too and then so Kilcarely are more or less on top of the, are true but they might not finish top they, they have to play the Pats and the Pats have to play the Rahalies as well so they have two games and the Rahalies have two games as well with Roach and the Pats, and then while Roach have just the Rattlies game, the, so that that's still undecided. That group, the last the, the RD group, obviously they they might not top it if they lose to Glen Emmett, who like I mentioned, a lot of those younger players, um, back in the ranks and well up for that game. But then second place, more than likely RD will win if a form is going by the form guide. But then second place is straight shootout between the red and black teams, Dreadnoughts and the Kevins. So yeah, really good competition. Um, a lot of players being unearthed, a lot of players being watched for loud squads, on the 20 squads, senior squads, all going rightly and uh, young fellas going going out and playing a high octane level of football, um, and it's it's a really it's a it's entertaining, it's it's full blooded, you know what I mean, and uh, yeah, so that's the team. So there'll be eight teams left come the, come next weekend. Probably more than that, we'll have a really good pitch next weekend because the games will probably all be played. So I'll have another update, final update on that ahead of the new year. Then, just a couple of um, Lennon Cup thoughts. Yeah, so the 50th Lennon Cup was won by St Mary's DS in Drogheda, uh, 50th year anniversary. It wasn't that it. One game probably wasn't that this year. I would have liked to have gone to it to see how Della Salle got on because 
So Mary's going into our overwhelming favourites. Um, you know, really, really good outfit. The likes of those, like you'd be looking at say when Kerry won those minors, you're thinking, oh yeah, like wouldn't it be great to be playing again those players week in and week out? And you look at it, and the Mary's draw that those players, those boys are mead minors that won the All Ireland, the All Ireland semi final the, the that previous year this season. Likes of Sean Emmanuel, Alan Bowden, Sean Leonard. Um, is the more um, maybe that Luke Hannon as well as on the panel the way he was scoring but I think it's great to be rubbing shoulders with those type of players because it just it, it rubs off on you you're not that far away you're uh, able to compete with them and Dallas Allen competed with them it was a point one six to one five at half time um, you know and it just shows that they could compete and obviously the boys rattled off two five in the final quarter to pull away but even there's good loud players in the mix Sean McQuayle didn't realise he was that young he would have been mentioned in the championship for the Tones throughout the year Liam Gaffney squeezed in there calling back as well Daniel Riley he's been mentioned as well from the rallies he's on the wing in this team you know it just shows you how good they are and then you've from Maher and Owen Brennan as well two other good young loud players there and maybe it could be a case that they, we could be picking players off the Colin Kills as well the likes of the Hannon lad maybe there's a, a surplus out there maybe they come over and play with loud I know a couple of them are living in loud playing four kills so well, maybe that's something to be investigated as well since we have a log jam there as well maybe they'd, they'd, they'd like to play for that where, they, where they're actually living um, you know but yeah credit to them and then the, obviously the other team the the Shield the Ballon McKinney were beaten that was a that was a lot, lot of minors in that, in that squad but Clash, the young young Ballon McKinney squad but Clash de Riche um, obviously Kieran McCarroll was to the fore and all, all those players as well Um was there uh, yeah another Begley from, playing for Curly um, and the Ireland's a couple of lads too um, um, Cawley no, Liam Cawley from the Curly then Pendergast from the Irelanders um, yeah load of good talent really good idea to have the Shield on at the same time as well or the same same night as well but yeah credit to Delisal Mark Levy Mark Bourne probably hear more about Mark Bourne going forward good, good footballer I love that the way there's a lad for the Delisal Jack Waters no, no, not affiliated to any team love that maybe some teams will, will sign him up Rob McCaughey as well remember him from um, the uh, the Brides this season Owen Staunton from the Brides any, other, any relation I wonder uh, but yeah so that's just a final word just that it's good to be rubbing shoulders with those weary boys that were were, uh, were able to compete um, John Cafferty playing for the Geraldines this season competed fairly well according to reports along with um Keen Walsh, really good player. I like to look at him in Dunlear this year. Got to see the tail end of that game and again the, the under seventy B final over the Blues and um, on that bank holiday Monday. So yeah, plenty of t- good talent out there. Really good to boost that competition as well. But yeah, that's it. That's it for me. Thanks very much for tuning in. We'll have plenty more on the podcast during the week on Patreon. www.patreon.com forward slash Laird and Proud. We'll have the uh, managerial merry go round few other interviews maybe look backs on, on the season as a whole and uh, maybe a couple of Glory Days podcasts can be done now with the, the three teams all out of Leinster but hard luck to both teams uh, today and yesterday Dave Martin and Glenn Emmett's really good representatives of the county got to got win anyway and just give it their all in, in their loss um, they'll be bitterly disappointed but 
look at they'll learn from it maybe that's where the experience comes in thanks very much for listening to the Loud and Proud podcast good luck talk to you during the week and if not I'll chat to you again next Sunday night bye bye sing it loud and sing it proud today